I pray that you open our hearts and our minds as a person come to speak to us tonight. I pray that you would change our lives in a mighty and great way. Give a praise team a good hand tonight. Lead us in worship. Thank you for thank you for any, to each and every one who contributed to very nice and kind gifts tonight. Thank you. Several of them told me happy birthday. It's not my birthday yet. Jimmy's birthday was yesterday. He was telling me happy birthday. It's not my birthday yet, buddy. Happy birthday to you. This was yesterday. We made a deal with him. About me and you just start celebrating our birthdays from the 27th to the 31st every year. I'm not going to preach what I envisioned other preach tonight. I sat home this afternoon in my study spot and I prayed and sought God to have been. I sought the Lord. I have been for the last several days or actually reality several months. To me, this is one of those very important pivotal services when we're transitioning between um, two time frames in our life. You may not think there's a lot of significance between the passing of one year to the next, but I believe it is very, very important. It is a sign of new beginnings. It is um, a time when nearly, uh, not nearly, but the majority of people is thinking about doing better. If, if everybody would be honest with me, you would agree that probably is no better, no other time that you think more about doing better and starting over and doing things different than. The beginning of the year. If you'd be honest with me tonight, you would agree with me on that. And um, I envision something different, but through the frustrations of the year, this is hard. Pastoring is not easy. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not easy. It's a, it's a difficult position to step in. I, I didn't want to do it. I do it now. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to do it because this is, I know this is what God's called me to do. But it's, it's not an easy thing. I feel so many times like I'm trying to pull a rabbit out of the hat to get oohs and ahs competing against Facebook and fingernail clippers and checkbooks and sometimes water bottles and babies and cups of water and two doors that kids 
make a revolving door out of. It's not an easy thing. That knelt at that altar a second ago and was just seeking the Lord and asking to help me tonight. The weight of this responsibility was never no more greater than how I was feeling there. Understand the weight of what. Um, understand everybody's salvation is is your own responsibility, but for the word, we've got to have a man of God in our life. Amen. Those of you who call me pastor, I don't take that lightly. I really don't. Pray for me to seek God for you. Um, but I was sitting there this afternoon as I was going through, I, I keep a running set of notes on my my phone of ideals and thoughts, and, and I went through a few different ones and and I was trying to figure out, and I just kept having this one thing come in my mind tonight. It's exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. Matthew 121. One simple, maybe fitting for the time of the year. It's kind of sort of a Christmas verse, but this is not a Christmas sermon by no means. Absolutely not. And most likely we, we, we know it by heart. Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name. Let us say it with me. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you. Thank you for a year, God, that's been a year of growth. It's been a year of hurt. It's been a year of pain. It's been a year of disappointment. It's been a year of joy and gladness. It's been a year of uh, people growing and people just. Lord, it, it's been a it's been an interesting year, but nevertheless, God. I believe it was the year that you have orchestrated in our lives and allowed to come. And Lord, I'm asking you to touch tonight. Lord, that you would have helped me, God. I am absolutely nothing. And I don't deserve to be standing where I am today, God. I'm so unworthy, God. And I'm asking you to help me, God. I'll close out this year. This last Sunday, how would you help me, Lord? Jesus, it is this Let me see. April 22nd. Uh, I didn't put the year, but I do think it is 2015. Lily Stone King was behind a different kind of pulpit. He stood at the podium in front of the General Assembly of the United Nations in New York City. As he stood there in his less than seven-minute presentation speech, sound like a sermon to me. If you listen to it, you can Google um, Lee Stone King and United Nations, and you will find it just under seven-minute video of his presentation that he had the opportunity to stand before the United Nations and speak to them about the. Um, 
the things that we're facing in this world, the, the issues and all the many things. And three days after his video, his uh, speech and the video that was reported, there was over three million views on it. When they stood there, he told them that, and, and I had heard the story, perhaps maybe you have too, that not listened to it today. He told the story. He, he, he stood there and told them that on November the 2012 to 2013, he had suffered a massive heart attack, heart attack at the airport in Sydney, Australia. Paramedics tried to 10 times to get his heart beating again using electric shock treatment, but he was declared dead and put into the ambulance as a corpse. After being clinically dead for 45 minutes, uh, Evangelist Lee Stone King just without anybody prompting or trying to help him, they was already taking him, they were not taking him to the ER, they was taking him to the morgue or the hospital, his heart started to beat once again. The paramedics and the doctors who treated him afterwards were absolutely amazed at his recovery. He, he's, telling, he's telling the UN this story. This is how he opens it out. One doctor even told him that his DNA had been altered to strip, his, to strip heart disease from his genetic makeup completely. He said, so I'm grateful today to be alive. Adding that even after six minutes without oxygen, there is irreparable damage that can be done to the brain. The Stone King went on to say to the United Nations, he said, God has totally raised me from the dead. One doctor said, you have defied all the laws of medical science. He looked at the doctor and said, I didn't, but I know the one who did. As he addressed the United Nations, he said, his name is Jesus. Amen. He goes on to look at that group of men and women from across this nation that makes up a part of the United Nations. And he looked at them boldly and he said, I am an apostolic Christian. And my message here to, to you today is this. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it declares, and says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then Brother Stone King told the UN General Assembly what he thought could be done to end the violence around the world. He said, the answer, you, your excellencies, to the violence of our day and to the human atrocities of our time is Jesus, he said. He is the Prince of Peace. And Brother Lee Stone King ended his just under seven minute sermon to the United Nations with, I give you Jesus. Amen. Tonight on this last Sunday night of 2019, I come to this church to tell you the same thing that Brother Stone King uh, told that union assembly. The answers to the violence of our day. The answers to your addiction. The answer to your financial problem. The answers to the problems that you have faced this year. The answer to your depression that you're battling. The answer to everything that you have in your life today is in Jesus. And tonight I preach to you for just a little bit. I give you Jesus.
me tonight. We gotta understand as I look tonight, I want to find a fine fancy sermon. I, I wanted to give you bullets and points to, to, to tell you about things like what I did this morning. I thought I did a good job preaching this morning. I'm sorry. I, I, I put it on. I put it on the podcast, and you can go back and listen to it. I thought I did a good job. I had I had it all lined out and everything. I wanted the, the same thing in my brother, brother John. I wanted to have something that maybe would uh, maybe you could hear some neat quotes. You think, hey, brother. Uh, Lord's been doing some studying and, and he's got it all figured out. But I'm going to tell you tonight, I don't got it all figured out because I sat at that table today and I, I searched my heart and I searched my spirit and I went up and down my notes and, and I looked through the word of God. I just had this little, little voice just speaking to me. It just said, preach to them Jesus. I just had something that spoke to my heart and said, just preach to them Jesus. And tonight, all I know to give you on the last Sunday night of 2019 that's going to make your year of 2020 better than it's ever been. I give you Jesus tonight. I know you might have been looking for something else tonight. You might have been looking for the bulletin points tonight. You might have been looking to the 10 step plan or whatever. But I've got one plan for you tonight. Jesus Christ and Him crucified is all I need to know tonight. That's all you need, praise God, to get you out of the dilemma that you're fighting. That's all you need, praise God, to help you overcome your addiction. That's all you Jesus, praise God. Oh, and he was, it's the greatest lesson that was ever preached in this world. Praise God. It's 
Jesus Christ came in this world. Oh, come on. I read it to you in the text tonight. Praise God. And he said, she shall bring forth the son. And that shall call his name what? Jesus. Praise God. For while he's going to save his people from their sin. Praise the Lord. It's the greatest message you're ever going to hear. It's the sweetest name that there is. His name is Jesus. He'll save you from the earthquake. Hallelujah. He'll save you out of cutters. He'll put your life back together if you're not willing to embrace this message of who he is. He made it all. Did he choose? But God, I don't know no greater message. Young people, I don't know no greater message. I don't know any greater message than Jesus. It's the best message in the world. Hallelujah. The Bible said it. He'd be a friend to stick closer than a brother. Amen. Come on. I'm telling you right now, he's the greatest thing there is in this world. I don't understand why people don't love him, Brother Donnie. I don't understand why people don't fall in love with him. I know that, Brother, he was raised in church all your life. You're absolutely right. I was the worst kind of sinner that there ever was. I was a hypocrite. I was the one that got filled with the Holy Ghost at nine years old, and I walked away from it, and I, I got away from God, but thank God at 16 years old, hallelujah, on November the 21st, 1987, God gave me another chance, praise the Lord. I've had some ups, and I've had some downs, and I've had some time probably when they come back, I might have been lost since I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, but Sister Lois, I'm telling you right now, there's never been a day, there's never been a day, there's never been a day, Sister Kenny, that I've ever wanted to turn around. Oh, come on. You know why some people are in and out and they can't make their mind up? They know, praise God. You've never fell in love with it. You've never fell in love with this message. I want to tell you what, praise God. I love him from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Praise God. And I ain't going to be satisfied with anything else, praise God, but making Jesus happy, but making him, praise the Lord, pleasing him. Oh, I'm telling you right now, I may not get it all right all the time, but I'll tell you what, Brother David, I love him. I love him. I want to serve him. I'm going to live for him. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to fall. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to mess up from time to time, but I know that he's sitting there. As long as he knows I'm trying and I'm going forward, he's going to be there for me. Oh, come on, hear me tonight. All I'm doing is I'm giving you Jesus tonight. Oh, come on. I know some of you kids, all you want, you, you all you want is a, another, uh, spend another night all night long, praise God, uh, play a PlayStation or, or whatever video game. Some of you, all you want to do is you want to, I didn't know the games no more because I don't play them that much. Uh, you want to do Candy Crush all night long or, or all these other games that you're doing now. Oh, come on. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but come on. Do you spend time with him? Do you spend time with Jesus? If you don't spend time with him, oh, come on, you don't love him. What's going to make 2020 better? For somebody to take Jesus and take him home with him. 
Come on. You know what's going to make 2020 better for this church and for every individual in here? Praise God. Is when we take Jesus home. Uh, and come on, we don't treat him like the uh, we don't treat him like the uh, 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 things that we put up at Christmas time and, and the manger scenes. Sister Cheryl's probably she got way too many of the manger scenes. And, and, and when it's Christmas time, you can't walk anywhere hard in that house and not find a manger scene and sometimes multiple manger scenes. And that's great and that's good that we got baby Jesus in there. Oh, come on. But let me tell you what. Hold on. I'll tell you when we put all we put all the major scenes up. You can notice not. I ain't preaching with no notes. I'm preaching from my heart. I'm preaching from my gut, and I'm trying my best to get some of Jacob mentioned it tonight. He he knew what I was preaching. He he knew what I was going with it. As soon as I get the title, he said, I, I, "I think I've heard that I give you Jesus before." He knew what I was heading to with it. So all that long you didn't catch it, he was telling you and preaching to you and pushing to you that, that Jesus is what we need. Come on, you hear me tonight? in your checkbook. Amen. You know why somebody might be struggling in a marriage? Jesus ain't in your marriage. The reason we don't always want Jesus because Jesus can make you feel uncomfortable. I know we want to preach that he is love and not thank God that he is love. I'm thankful that the Bible says that God is love. But I want to tell you something else here. He said he didn't come to bring it. He, I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing because my mind's running wide open. He didn't come uh, to bring everybody together. But he brought, he come to bring division. Not among people, but among you and your flesh. He's trying to separate your flesh, hallelujah, from your spirit. That you can be saved because you can never praise God. Have the flesh dominating your life. Hallelujah. And live for God. You've got to let the spirit, which is Jesus, lead and guide you. Amen. I'm going to try my best to get to that place I'm trying to go. And I, I, 
I know where it is, but just bear with me. So if if I get I get to preaching too long, and I probably won't. I'm not long winded preacher, but I get to be preaching too long. Somebody just tug on my coattail, all right? It's over there. Romans eight thirty five. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Come on. I want somebody to ask yourself that question. You know what Christ is, right? I want to make sure because uh, uh, sometimes I don't think we realize what we're talking about. So let me just, if you don't know what Christ is, that's Jesus. Jesus Christ. You, you know what that is? And that is not something that you say when you smash your finger. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, sir. Oh, you're Jesus. Come on. That's it. You say that. You're going to say Jesus, you better say Jesus. Help me. Who shall separate separate us from the love of Christ? I like the Apostle Paul preaching to the Roman church when he says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, pearl or sword. What separated you this year from Jesus? What what caused you to be separated from Jesus? What caused what caused you to to uh, uh, have some problems and error this year? Come on, Paul's asking the question. He said, "As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us." Then you want to say in verse thirty-eight. He gives you a good key to how you take Jesus home with you and he changes your life. He said, for I am persuaded. Yes. What are you persuaded about, Paul? He said, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is weary. Anybody know? In Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody hear me tonight. There is nothing in this world that separates you from God when you get your mind made up. Hallelujah. When you get persuaded that Jesus is praise God. When you get your mind made up that Jesus is the only way to be saved. When you get your mind made up that you praise God and I trying to conform ourselves to Jesus and I try to conform Jesus to our life, but we make our mind up that I'm going to conform my life to his. Your life's going to change. After Brother Stone King had after Brother Stone King, if you don't know Brother Lee Stone King, he's a incredible man of God. Never been married. He's devoted his entire life to preaching the gospel. He's been dead for 45 minutes. He's been raised back. He don't, he's older. He's just lost his filter. He don't care. He's just going to tell you how he is. Brother Donnie, after he got done, before standing before the UN Council that day, in April of 2015, he was invited back into a council room where multiple, I don't remember the number, I, I've listened to a, a What's his name? It's in the U.S. You know? 
Hart Wilson. I listened to Hart Wilson preach and talk about this particular thing that happened. He was invited back. Hart Wilson is a representative for uh, the United States from the UN, and he is an apostolic preacher. All right? In the UN. Huh? Yeah. They call him the pastor of the UN. That, that's incredible. But along with Art Wilson and Brother Lee Stone King, multiple UN representatives from all over the nation, all over the, uh, of the world, was invited to this spot, and they wanted Brother Stone King to pray for him. And he began to pray for multiple of those, and many of them were filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because they recognize that, yeah, Mr. Stone King, you're absolutely right. I want to say tonight, to the youngest person here, to the oldest person in this house tonight, whatever you're dealing with, the answer is Jesus. Amen. And I know some of you are looking at me with disdain. Yeah, right. It's okay. I know it's the truth. Be wrong if you want to. I, I'm telling you, I know what he'll do. I, I know what Jesus would do. You see, Peter said, First Peter 1.13, he said, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is be, to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a revelation that you and I can get about who Jesus really is that will totally and completely and radically change your entire world. And when that, and when that revelation comes to you, there is nobody in this world can change your mind. There is nothing in this world that can turn, turn you to anything else because what you realize and what you recognize, it's not about this world. It's not about this stuff that I'm dealing with down here. It's not about all this junk that you and I put so much emphasis on. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about heaven. It's all about being saved. It's all about, praise God, if, if I don't have nothing else in this world and I never have another new car. I never have another new house. I never have any of that stuff. As long as I got Jesus, I have all that I need. I want you to watch this. I want to see this church explode and become uh, the biggest church around here. I want to I see what Jacob was talking about. Hallelujah. About there's an apostolic influence walking around in this city. Hallelujah. You can go to Greenville, Kentucky to Walmart and I'll guarantee you before you walk out of there, you're going to run into probably at least five to ten apostolics in that place. I want it to be like that when somebody walks into the dollar store down here, when somebody walks in uh, to the food giant down here, hallelujah, when, when, the, uh, when people just walking down the streets to say, there's another one of them, there's another one of them, you know what, there's something different about them people, there's something different about them, they'll go through hell, but they still got a smile on their face, they're losing this and they're losing that, and now they still got a smile on their face, I'm telling you what, there's a place, there's a revelation that you and I can get a hold of, praise God, it will change your world. Amen. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. As I said, and I saw God, I went through my 
notes, my sermon thoughts, the things that things that I put in my spirit and my heart, I'll look through these things and I wanted some fancy message that might awe somebody. That, that's who we are, right? I, I wasn't looking for that. I, I, I was just trying to find something that I felt really And God, I just felt, I wish that my spirit, he said, just do this, Jesus. I'm telling you, it's the answer to the issue that you Come on, folks, I see your face. I see your dilemmas that you're fighting. I see you walk into this church. You tell me your struggles. I'm not telling you to stop. So I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. Hundred pastor, please, if you're fighting, tell them one of those. I'm going to pray for you. I take this very, don't take this life at all. I take it. Very much the heart, and I pray for you. I said, I said it the other night. I prayed. We had, we had a bunch of kids back here tonight. I'm so glad to see them, Isaiah and JC and Autumn. Michael, patient, we're back. I've been a while. And if they hardly come back here, I don't pray. Tristan, I'm glad to see you back here tonight, son. Christmas play their nights, it's for sure. So, hey, you want to be in the play? Yeah, sure. Here he is, the other night. I pray for you. If you can hear in my heart tonight, I'm telling you, the thing you're fighting against is the answer that is going to change your world. Come on. See that? That, that, that's the scripture that I read to you at first. Flip back to it there real quick. There. And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Go back to that cross. And here's why so many people can't grasp Jesus. And really let him change his life, their life. Because that's the only way you see Jesus. Wow. You see him as a dead Savior on the cross. Mm-hmm. And the true power of the gospel is not the death of the cross, yeah. but it's the power of the resurrection. Amen. That's the true power of the gospel. Amen. It's when I should have wrote it down, but it's when it was the Apostle Paul preaching to the Christian church when he said, I declare to you the gospel. And he said, it's death due to the resurrection. Yes, amen. It's not just a death. I'm, I'm thankful that he died for my sins. He wrote in Texas, I'm thankful that he was buried for representation that I can bury my sins in baptism in the name of Jesus. Amen. Sister Darcy, I'm also thankful that he didn't stay in that he didn't stay on that cross. Yeah. He didn't stay in that church. But on the third day, he rose again. That is the Jesus that I'm declaring to you today. There's so many people that's like the people that were walking down the road of Emmaus. 
and it was walking with Jesus in his resurrected power, and they did not even recognize him. Amen. We got a generation of churches that, Sister Lois, they're walking right beside everything that they need. The, 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 the power of Jesus, the resurrected God, and they're walking with him, and they're not even recognizing And then Brother Texas said was looking for a, a dead Jesus that was buried in the tomb. And they were sad and distressed over a dead Jesus when Jesus was walking right beside them all the time. I'm telling you, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way to the end. And if you're looking for the answer to the problem that you're dealing with tonight, I'll give you Jesus. You can stand with me. I'm going to give you my closing scriptures tonight. Some of the most powerful scriptures in the word of God. If 2020 is going to be better for you. And it's going to be better for me. And it's going to be better for this church. You know how it's going to happen? We're going to have to let Jesus take our life over. Amen. It is found in Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. For in him, represent Jesus, dwelleth all, everybody say all, all, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that's a powerful scripture. But it is not as powerful as the next one. Because you know what the next one says? And ye are complete. In him, which is the head of all principality and power. There's some in this church tonight, young to old. Young to old. Some of you, some of you young people back there think that one of these days I, I, I'll, I'll get to where I need to be. That may never come to you. Just see. Social media, some young girl man still 19 years old died this week. That's Sister Misty over here. Lost her 19-year-old son this year. We see it every day. That means nine years old in here. At least eight grade nine year olds in here. Any that's under nine year old. Any? A little ones here, Emma? I was nine years old and I got the Holy Ghost. I was in the book of the beginning. Over there. That little girl here doing revival. When Brother Fish was here, I think it's my brother's church. Four years old, I think. The Holy Ghost. You think you think you're too young back here? No, you're not. You're not too young. Come on. So the young people, I know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the mamas and daddies that's divorced. You're living in homes that, that you feel like uh, uh, your world's coming apart and you feel so incomplete in your world. Some of you adults in here, you feel like your world is totally and completely eradicated and tore all the pieces. You feel totally, come on. If some of you would be honest in this place tonight, you feel like your life is totally incomplete and you're looking and searching for something to make you feel whole. So if some of you would be honest tonight, you know I'm telling you the truth. 
Paul, you hear me? I may be pastor of this church tonight, but I promise you, I'm totally and constantly searching for that wholeness in my life. And the only way we can truly feel whole, hallelujah, is this right here. Verse 10 of Colossians 2 and 10. He said, and ye are complete in him. The only way you're ever going to feel complete in your life is when you take Jesus and you stick him in that hole. Let me tell you what. You, you can go from one relationship to the next trying to feel that emptiness in your life and it's never going to feel it. You can, you can take one drug after another trying to feel that emptiness that you feel on the inside of you and it'll never be filled because God created every one of us. You've heard me preach it, but let me preach it right now. You've heard me preach it. God put inside of every one of us, Brother Donnie, a place on the inside of us that's shaped just like Jesus. You're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. You're trying to, you're trying to put a you're trying to put a, 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 a addiction inside that hole. You're trying, to, you're trying to put a relationship that you don't need to be inside that hole. You're trying to put uh, uh, anger and all this other stuff, to, uh, and drugs and alcohol. and uh, One thing to fill that spot. I promise you, you'll never be complete. Until he is filling that spot in your life. Never. Tell you now, this work. It's not hard, but it is. It's not hard, but it is. The Bible says it's so simple that a fool or a wayfaring man will not dare to enter in. It's bad when the fool and the wayfaring man can enter in with you and I that's in the church are incomplete. On this last Sunday night in 2019, I felt if I ever heard from God, I feel like I heard from him. He just said, just go preach Jesus. Immediately, Brother Stone came to my, come to my mind. His last statement. I, I challenge you. I urge you. Matter of fact, I, I, if, you, if, you're, if you're computer illiterate and all that kind of stuff, I'll go home tonight and I'll, I'll share it on Facebook for you to you can see it or you can text me out. I'll send you the link to YouTube on it where you can watch it. It's just under just a little under seven minutes and he stands before the UN Council and he gives him the answer that this world needs. He gives him the answer that this church needs. He said, I'll give you Jesus. The Tarvis House, tonight, I give you the answer to every problem you're facing. I give you Jesus. Here's the problem. He's not enlisted part time help. He's not enlisted part time help. He's looking for somebody to have a relationship with him. Come on, it's like this. Come on, you hear me say it. This precious lady right here, I'm not going to come home. I'm going to say, honey. Got this other lady I'm going to talk to for a little while. I'll be back to your house. I'll be back to our house for a little while. Don't work that way. You see her before she knew where I was going for you get down. She started pushing it back. She said, No, I don't think so. Jesus is a thing. He's, he wants all of us. I'll pause in a second, but I'm. 
that I've ever felt compelled in my spirit to beg somebody else. I'm begging you. Thank you, the sinner of your world. Fall in love with him. Come on, the chaos that you're fighting around you. Maybe it's because Jesus isn't the center of your life. He is the answer. I give you Jesus. What will you do with it? What will you do with Jesus? Come on, I, I, I challenge you. We're going to leave here just shortly. I'm using the one that locks the door. And we'll walk back there and I'll probably be the last one walks out these doors tonight. Yeah, we're going to have service. We're, we're going to have service Tuesday night, New Year's service, but this is the last Sunday night service of 2019. The last service of Sunday night in the decade. This decade. Give you Jesus. Will you take him? Will you let him change you? Come on, because when he begins to do things, he begins to fix everything around you. I don't, I don't want to be walking down the street with the resurrected God and not even recognizing. I give you Jesus tonight. I give you Jesus. Jesus, the most beautiful.